0: Hello, everybody. Welcome back to No Internal Monologue, where I talk about whatever I want, and I don't know when to shut up today. <laughs> sorry for the music majors out there. That that totally hurt. I'm I <laughs> apologize. Um, I'm probably gonna get secondhand embarrassment from that, but it's okay. Um, so today I am joined by <gasps> no one. It's just me today. Um, sad for you guys. Actually, no. Honestly, like, I needed one of these episodes where I just need to, like, come in here on my own and just talk about, again, whatever I want, and when I don't know when to shut up, ah-ha-ha-ha, ha, ha, the theme kicks in. You guys get the theme of the podcast now. Um, so, let's do a little bit of a catch-up of the week. Um, so, I graduate in two days. That's weird. Um, but then again, there is a little bit holding me back. Um one of the main reasons why I was gone last week was because, um, I was in the midst of preparing for a senior recital, and a senior recital is what I needed in order to graduate with the degree that I am hoping to get, um, so I was preparing all last week for that, and I got really nervous, and I had a lot of panic attacks. It was just fantastic, um, and is someone mowing outside? Someone's moving stuff, too. Okay, that's just dandy. Um, So we're just gonna ignore that if you guys can hear it. I know I can so I know I have to actively ignore it um, so I had a rough time trying to prepare this and then they're like, you know what, let's just bump it over to june 18th So now i'm performing my recital on june 18th um, and I am still going to be able to walk at at commencement Um, However, I am not going to get my diploma officially signed until august so technically i considered an august grad but i'm walking with everybody else so that's where i'm at um that took a lot to process and take in but i'm good um it works out for the better the universe works in its ways um i also have realized that like <laughs> this is really fucking random but i don't care um deodorant is not my best friend Um, so basically there are a lot of harmful chemicals in deodorant that, um, are really irritating to my underarms, and it's really annoying because I have been breaking out and just having really dark underarms for the longest time, and I'm deciding to be like, you know what, fuck it, enough is enough, so what I decided to do instead is, um, I am currently detoxing from deodorant which means i am doing a more natural stuff under my underarms um which is not in the form of actual deodorant what i saw on tiktok is that someone is doing skin safe coconut oil and rubbing like a little bit under their like rubbing a little bit in their hands and then putting skin safe like essential oil in there of whatever they want to have their underarm smell like and then they're like rubbing it under their armpits um and uh, Actually, it's going pretty well for me. Um, I think the main thing is, like, when you're detoxing from a deodorant, there's a bunch of toxins from that said deodorant that are coming out of your arms. Because it's, like, because, like, the toxins from deodorant, like, seep into your skin. So, when you're detoxing, all those toxins that have seeped in, now they're coming out. Um, So, (laughs) I just... I noticed this a little while ago, um, I was carrying a six-block shelf, kind of like those nine-block shelves where it's, like, little compartments and little drawers and you can, like, put shit in there, or, you know, like those cubes or whatever, like a nine-cube shelf. I have a six-cube shelf, and I'm using that for my little altar for my, um, spiritual practices, um, and I was carrying that upstairs by myself, and holy fuck, I smelt the toxins coming out of my armpits. Holy, (laughs) holy shit. Right now, it is, um, it's interesting, um, to put it in the most simple terms, um, but I know that this is only going to last for, like, a week or two, so, because apparently I was looking it up, and a lot of people who are detoxing from deodorant usually are fine after, like, two weeks, so, honestly, yeah, I'm, I'm just, yeah, I'm dandy, um, so, yeah, let's, um, yeah, um, There's a lot that I've been going through as well with, um, just spirituality in general. Like, there's a lot I have to, um, take in. There's a lot I have to, um, learn about myself. And, you know, going through therapy, again, like, it's really, really helped me. But now I'm at the point where, like, you know what? I'm peaceful myself. I love myself. Um... I had a breakthrough where it's like, okay, um, healing is not, being, being a point of healed where you can really start to enjoy yourself is not when you're just disguising the worst parts of yourself. It's loving the worst parts of yourself and learning how to manage life with them in mind. And learn how to go about them better it's almost like intrusive thoughts like you know like they come about like you don't have to acknowledge them they're there but like you know you just it's a part of life there are always worse parts of people and you just gotta manage it instead of hide it like I used to hide a lot of things and now I'm just like you know what fuck it like I have a podcast might as well just spill all my shit out there um so that's cool um, but when I was taking that little bit of time off, um, I, on Tuesday night, which was three nights ago now, um, I was like, you know what, fuck it, I want to take a bubble bath, why the fuck not? So I took a bubble bath, and I had, like, a little, I had, like, a little candle going, it was my Lavish Love Candle by Cloudy Candle Co., um, which is the interviewee on my next episode of No Turnaround Monologue, so go check that out when it pops up. Um, but, um, self plug and her plug. Um, I was having her, one of her candles on and then I was burning incense at the same time. Uh, I had some water and I had a pink drink from earlier that I made. Um, and I had like my little sunset lamp that I've gotten a while ago. I had that running as well. And the lights were dim and like the bubbles were forming up. Everything was so nice. And then I was starting to listen to like some really nice music on this playlist, um oh my god i can't even i think it was alignment with light um which is a playlist that's like 10 hours long almost 11 hours long and it's basically just like all of these like songs on here that um is like goddess affirmations universal law transmission grand rising light of light L- life of light cellular upgrade casual stardust messiah uh kundalini rising jewel of the lotus like stuff like that Um, by, and it's a playlist by Lauren0720 Um, and I was listening to that playlist and reading this book that I've been meaning to read for the longest time and I never got around to it and it was really sad, Um, but I have it. It's called um, 101 Essays That Will Change the Way You Think by Brianna Weist. I think I pronounced her last name right. I apologize if I didn't, Um, but I was reading through this book and there were a few sections in here where I was just like, holy shit. Um, let's see. There was um uncomfortable feelings that actually indicate that you're on the right path. On page 35, that really messed me up. Also, what the feelings you most suppress are trying to tell you on 39, that messed me up as well. Um, page 45, it was 20 signs you're doing better than you think you are. And then... T- 101 things w- more worth thinking about than whatever's consuming you page 65 and i'm still going through like the other sections a little bit as well um just trying to like um just trying to like look through the book and be like okay which what like which what essays do i re- want to read next um but these four like really just got me um so <laughs> Um, If you want to tune in and listen to what I have to say about these things, then absolutely keep on listening. Um, But I kind of want to go over um, uncomfortable feelings that actually indicate you're on the right path, page 35. Let's see. So discomfort is what happens when we are on the precipice. If I just mispronounce a whole bunch of other words, I am not the most um, academically bright, so I apologize, but I'm trying. Um, Discomfort is what happens when, uh, when we are on the precipice of change. Unfortunately, we often confuse it for unhappiness and cope with the latter while running with the former or running from the former. It usually takes a bit of discomfort to break through to a new understanding, to release a limiting belief, and to motivate ourselves to create real change. Discomfort is a signal, one that is often very helpful. Here are a few, here are a few less than desirable feelings that may indicate you're on the right path after all. Um, so let's see. Number one was feeling as though you were living, reliving your childhood struggles. You find that you're seeing issues you struggled with a lot as a kid reappear into your adult life, and while on the surface this may seem like a matter of not having overcome them, It really means you are actually becoming conscious of why you think and feel so you can change it. Um, so that's pretty cool. Um, number two was feeling lost or directionless. Feeling lost is actually a sign you're becoming more present in your life. You're living less within the narratives and ideas that you have premeditated and more in the moment at hand. Until you're used to this, it will feel as though you're off track, which you aren't. Um... And I've noticed that I've been feeling a lot like that recently. Um, There are a few signs that, like, I, like, there are signs that I know I'm paying attention to the present, like, a lot more than I think I am. And that's, like, you know, seeing angel numbers and, like, just, you know, like, paying attention to some signs and being like, oh, you know, like, I was thinking about this. And then it just, like, reappears, like, interesting. And I'm starting to notice a lot more things. Um, And, yeah, that's cool. Um... so yeah i'm just i'm vibing at this point um with that um there's also left brain fogginess which is number three when you're utilizing the right hemisphere more than you're becoming Oh, when you're utilizing the right hemisphere more often, so, for example, you're becoming more intuitive, you're dealing with emotions, you're, you're creating and stuff like that, um, sometimes it can feel as though left brain functions leave you feeling fuzzy, such as, fault, such as like, focusing, organizing, and remembering small details suddenly become difficult. Um, and honestly, like, it's one of those things where it's just, like, I have been creating a lot more recently, and I have been um, becoming more intuitive and learning more in the present. I feel like I'm just coming out of, like, college mode, and and I'm finally just like, oh my god, I get to live in the life that I get to create for myself now world. Like, wow, isn't that so freaking cool? Um, But now I'm just like, there are some things that I still have to do academically that I'm not really um, focusing on too much because it's just become more difficult to um so yeah now it's just like <laughs> you, know, <laughs> you know it's just like oh it's it's kind of it's kind of weird um but yeah um i'm just kind of like getting a little more fuzzy with left brain information and left brain cognitive functions um, but it's okay. <laughs> it's okay because, um, you know, like, I am now becoming aware of it. I'm like, you know what? Like, this is something that I have to work on. So instead of viewing it as, like, oh, my God, why? Like, what the fuck? Like, why are you just... Like, it now is, like, I just feel like I can work on it more, you know? I can just... I could just do the work, you know? I can hold myself accountable and just do it, you know? Um, so with that, um, see, like, as you could probably tell, like, that one just kind of got me quiet for a little bit because it just kind of, like, <laughs> it's still something that I'm just like, okay, here's another thing that I have to, like, tackle, and I'm starting to see it more as, like, an opportunity rather than something that I have to beat myself up over And switching from one narrative to another, or one way of thinking to another, it's really hard when you've been thinking one way for a certain little while, and then you have to, like, unlearn it in order to, like, be better to yourself and be better for, you know, the greater good. So it's kind of, it's kind of weird, but, oh, here. Number four, having random influxes of irrational anger or sadness that intensify until you can't ignore them anymore. When emotions erupt, it's usually because they're coming up to be recognized. And our job is to learn to stop grappling with them and resisting them. It is simply become fully conscious of them. And then after that, we can control them and not the opposite way around. Um, it really got to a point where, um it really got to a point where like um my my emotions would really get the best of me, and I really didn't know, like, what to do, you know? It's like, <laughs> i it's a lot. I really don't know. Oh, there we go. Did I get it? Oh, my gosh. So, I am currently um, online, and I'm trying to... Um, I'm trying to look at the appointment information for my tattoo that I'm getting in September. Um, oh yeah, by the way, I'm getting a tattoo t- 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 <laughs> a English, I'm getting a tattoo in September. Surprise, surprise. Um, but yeah, I am really, really excited. Um, and yeah, I'm just looking over some of my stuff here and like it's kind of distracting me a little bit. Um. So I know that I'm gonna to have to call her later and be like, hey, um, how do I put down my deposit? <laughs> how do I do that? So here, I can contact her. Okay, let's just go, how do I put in my um, non-refundable deposit online. I just got the email appointment confirmation. There we go. Okay, so now that that little bit is out of my brain, that's so fun. Um, now I'm just kind of I was talking about my feelings, <laughs> of course. So, like, I really didn't know how to um, get to a point where I could really, um, where I could get to a point where I could control my emotions. I felt like my emotions really controlled me. um, And that's something that I really do not wanna go through, like, ever again. Um, And now I've gotten to a point where I've worked on myself a lot more And now I've gotten to a point where I can, um, I can just love myself and feel my emotions and just be. Um, but yeah, so. And I also just got an email too saying that I have to sign up for this one uh, class online, which is the only way that I can get, um, or I can get a grade on my uh, senior recital, so then I can actually, you know, graduate. And I was like, okay, f- whatever. And of course, everything is just not working because my workbook work is actually kind of um, frustrating to deal with. So that's so cool. Um, so it looks like I'm just going to have to go to the registrar later. Awesome. Great. Um, <laughs> So, I'm just gonna pull that up so that I don't forget about it, but hopefully, I'm not, like, as distracted or foggy anymore. Um, this is, like, one of those episodes where I'm just, like, oh, like, I'm trying to, like, focus, but, like, this book is also just, like, really get me to a point where I'm, like, oh my god, like, this is a lot, but then I don't want to, like, confront my feelings, and then I just get distracted by something else, but then again, I also have ADHD, so I'm trying to, like, <laughs> Divide out my focus in a healthy way and it's not really working because I don't know how to do that. So, that's fun Um, let's see. So Another thing that really got me in this section Um Number seven this one i've been this one i've been really um Noticing lately and it's something that has really taken over my being as of like the last few days maybe in the last week um number seven Having an intense need to be alone. You're suddenly disenchanted with the idea of spending every weekend out socializing and other people's problems are draining you more than they are intriguing you. That means you're recalibrating. Um, And yeah, like for the past like little while, I was just like, I don't want to go out. I don't want to see people. Like if people come over to the house, that's fine. But like, I really just want to like be alone for a little while. And I really did not want to go out to really anything Um, and I feel like that little, uh, like, that little episode is coming to an end a little bit, which is great, because, you know, I graduate this weekend, and there's a bunch of stuff going on, um, for the seniors, so that's great, um, but, yeah, I've noticed that I've had a really intense need of being alone recently, um, number eight is also very, um, Prevalent for me right now. Um, intense vivid dreaming that you almost always remember in detail. If dreams are how your subconscious mind communicates with you or projects an image of your experience, then your mind is definitely trying to say something. You're having dreams at an intensity that you've never experienced before. True. Um, yeah, very much true. Um t- t- Number nine is downsizing your friend group, feeling more and more uncomfortable around negative people. Yes, the thing about negative people is that they rarely realize they are negative. And because you feel uncomfortable saying anything or you're even more uncomfortable keeping that in your life, you're ghosting a bit on old friends. Yeah, the people that I thought that were my my friends like a long, long time ago, I'm just kind of like, nah. And I'm trying to find a new community of people that really are kind of on the same wavelength that i am um for example like last night um which was may 26 last night um i was on the first ever spiritual sorority call that was hosted by kate coleman who she was on the episode well on the last episode of no internal monologue she's the podcast host of it is that deep and she started this thing called the spiritual sorority where we can have like weekly zoom calls and just like talk about certain things and just find people on similar wavelengths as the rest of us and honestly like it's helping me out quite a bit it's really like holy shit Like, (laughs) this, that Zoom needed to happen. This, the recording with Kate really needed to happen, but also the spiritual sorority really needed to happen for me as well, because now I feel like there are people out there that can really, um, yeah, it's just like, I can't even put into words, like, how grateful I am for those experiences and how um great of a friendship i'm forming with kate and everybody on the spiritual sorority call and everybody that i've met through that as well last night like oh my god queens absolute goddesses i am in love already um but yeah like i've been around negative people for a while and now i'm just like you know what i'm starting to sense negativity fuck it like i can't have that in my life like oh of course like There are still people in my life that I absolutely love to pieces, but I've just grown a little more cautious around who and where and what I spend my energy on, and if it's not going to be beneficial to me, then I really have to, like, keep myself weary, you know what I mean? And that's taken a long time to figure out, too, because I'm just like, oh, my God, like, I really don't know like how to really focus on just me (laughs) and myself. So that's, (laughs) that's funky. So funky fresh. There's so much that I'm learning and unlearning and it's really weird. And you know what? It's okay. It's okay to learn new things and it's okay to feel weird while doing it because it's just something that you're not used to. Um, But it is for the better. And you know what? Change is uncomfortable. Finding... Again, like, this whole chapter is about, like, uncomfortable feelings that actually indicate you're on the right path. They're uncomfortable feelings, but you know what? They're indications that you're on the right path. So you really got to watch out for yourself. Um, let's see. Number 13 is recognizing how far you still have to go. So when you realize this, it's because you can only see where you're headed. It's because you can, you can also see where you're headed. Um, and it means you finally know where and who you want to be. Um, and yeah, um, let's see there's one more in here. Number 15. Um, having an intense desire to speak up for yourself. Becoming angry with how much you've let yourself be walked on or how much you've let other people's voices get into your own head is a sign that you're finally ready to stop listening and love yourself by respecting yourself first, which I was literally just talking about that. I'm respecting myself first and it's really weird because I'm not used to doing that, but hey, you know what it is, what it is. Um, so yeah, I'm just kind of, yeah. There's the next chapter that starts on page 39. Um, what the feelings you most suppress are trying to tell you. Um, so it's a short little essay, so I could probably get through it. Um, so emotional intelligence is not how you infrequently feel anything bad because, okay, hold up. Did I just read that correctly? <laughs> emotional intelligence is not how you infrequently, you f- is not how, oh, Okay, I got it. Emotional intelligence is not how infrequently you feel anything bad because you've developed a discipline and wisdom not to. It's not how easily you choose what you think, how you let it affect you, or how pass- placidly you react to any given situation. Real emotional maturity is how thoroughly you let yourself feel anything, everything, whatever comes. It is simply the knowing that the worst that the worst thing that could ever happen is just a feeling. At the end of the day, that's it—a feeling. Imagine the very worst. The only thing bad about it is how you would feel about it, um, what you would make it out to be, what you'd assume the repercussions mean, and how those would ultimately affect how you feel. Um, a sense of fear, a pinch or throb or sting, a hunger pang or ego kick, the sense of worthlessness, the idea of not belonging. Um, and it's interesting how physical feelings are also quick and transient, but the ideas we hold of pain always seem to stick around. Um, But we avoid feeling anything because we have more or less been taught that our feelings have lives of their own, that they'll carry on forever if we give them even a moment of our awareness. Have you ever felt joy for more than a few minutes? What about anger? No. How about tension, depression, and sadness? Those have lasted longer, haven't they? Weeks and months and years at a time, right? That's because those aren't feelings. They are symptoms. But... We'll get to their causes in a minute, as they say in there. Um, What you have to know is that suffering is just a refusal to accept what is. That's it. Um, Oh, God, a big word. Um, Etymologically, I think that's how you pronounce that. It comes from the Latin word to from below to bear or to resist, endure, put under. So healing is just really letting yourself feel. Um, It is unearthing your traumas and embarrassments and losses and allowing yourself the emotions that you could not have in the moment that you were having those experiences. It's letting yourself filter and process what you have had to suppress at the time to keep going, maybe even to survive. Um, We all fear that our feelings are too big, especially in the moment that we're having them. Um, We're taught to not be too loving. We'd get hurt. Too smart. You'd get bullied. Too fearful. We'd be vulnerable. To be compliant with what other people wanted us to feel. As kids, we were punished for crying out if our exper- if emotional experiences wasn't in accordance with our parents' convenience. No wonder we still respond the way that we do. Um, You know, because you've heard the phrase, like, oh, stop crying, I'll give you something to cry about, or something like that. Like, it just... You know, like... Now that I think about that, like, I always just... I hate that. Like, just let your kids fucking feel things. Like, come on, if they're crying and if they're upset... Just fucking let them feel it. Let them talk about it. Don't try to be like, oh stop crying, I'll give you something to cry about. Like, what is that what good does that even do? I don't understand i i do not understand what good that could do. I honestly don't think it could do any good. But that's just me. Um <laughs> The point is that you aren't the one who was afraid of feeling too much. It's the people who called you crazy and dramatic and wrong. Um Now, people who don't know how to handle it, who want you to stay where you are, those are the people who want to keep you from not feeling, or the ones that want to keep you from feeling, not you. And you want to know how I know? Because your numbness isn't feeling nothing, it's feeling everything and never having learned to process anything at all. Numbness is not nothing, neutral is nothing. Numbness is everything at once. Um, Because your sadness is saying, I am still attached to something being different. Your guilt is saying, I fear I have done bad in someone's eyes. And your shame, I fear I am bad in someone's eyes. Um, Your anxiety is your resistance to the process and your last grasps at a control that you are becoming more and more aware that you do not have. Fuck. Um, Your tiredness is your resistance to who you really are, the person you actually want to be. Your annoyance is your oppressed anger. Your depression, biological factors aside, of course, is everything coming to the surface and you bellowing down to stow it away. Um, and your arrival at the conclusion that you cannot go on like this, that you're missing out, that you're off track and feeling stuck and lost, is you realizing that you need not change your feelings. You just have to learn to lean into them and see what they are trying to tell you. Um, trying to change how you feel is like finding a road sign that points in the opposite direction of where you had intentionally wanted to go and getting out to try to turn the sign rather than change your course of action. And what happens when we stow away the emotions that accompany our experiences, never give ourselves time to process, try to force ourselves into feeling any given way at any time, is we disregard what will give us the ultimate peace, just allowing without judgment. Um, So it's not about changing how you feel, it's about listening. Not accepting what they appear to mean, that's important, but really following your instincts down to what they are trying to signal. They're trying, wait, they are how you communicate with yourself. Every feeling is worthwhile. You miss so much by trying to change every one of them away and thinking there are some that are right or wrong or good or bad and that you should just have or shouldn't have. All because you're afraid that you'll tell yourself something you don't want to hear. Yeah, that part got me. Um, The feelings that you most suppress are the most important ways you guide yourself. Your apprehension to listen is not your own desire. It's fear of being something more or less or greater or worse or simply different than those around you have implied they will accept. Um, When you choose to value having other people's acceptance over your own, you accept the fate of battling your instincts to assimilate to the needs of other people's egos. In the meantime, a world and lifetime of listening, leaning, allowing, following, perceiving, feeling, and experiencing constantly eludes you. Um, Sadness will not kill you. Depression won't either. Um, But fighting it will. Ignoring it will. Trying to escape it rather than confront it will. Denying it will. Suffocating, it also will. Allowing it no place to go other than your deep subconscious to embed and control you will. Not that you'll take your life or destroy anything good you do receive, though it might, um, but it will kill you in that it will rob you of every little bit of life you do have. You either let yourself feel everything or numb yourself into feeling nothing. You cannot select emotions. You are either in accord with their flow or in resistance to their nature. In the end, the choice is yours. Um so yeah, um that chapter really fucked me up. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. Um cuz like I've noticed that in my journey of just healing my mental being, my emotional being, my spiritual being, even my physical being. Being? Hello? My being um is that, you know, like I've always been the kind of, of course, like, I know a lot of you can relate to this because this is a very common feeling for a lot of people. Uh, Probably a lot of people, probably everybody listening to this podcast has had this mentality some way or another in one point of their life, maybe even multiple parts, maybe their whole life. Maybe they're still struggling now. Maybe I'm still struggling with it now. Um, But um, I... (sighs) I wanted to appease the needs and egos of other people and not my own, and that was because I really didn't know how to respect my own feelings and boundaries and honor my own feelings and boundaries. I had no idea how to do that. Um, And now that I think about it, um, I think that's also why I have really big codependency issues, because I relied so much on the needs and wants and thoughts and feelings and words of others and the actions of others that I thought that it would be just bad of me to speak up and bad of me to express how I felt and it would be bad of me to express my feelings even on my own so I would literally like gaslight myself into thinking that this is not a big deal this is not a big deal like you're fine like you're overreacting this is fine yada 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 And I'm starting to realize, like, how horribly I was treated. And now, like, part of me wants to go back and be like, oh, my God, why couldn't I go back and just express healthy emotion feeling and just standing up for myself sooner? But then again, we can't change the past. What we can do is accept what happened. um, Forgive yourself for not acting accordingly because... You didn't know any better I was a child I was a teenager I was a young college kid I didn't know any better Therefore How the fuck was I supposed to know How to stand up for myself And how to feel my feelings Authentically and fully And healthily When I had no resources to do so When I had no experience in doing so When I had no mentors in order to help me Guide myself in the direction to do so I never did I never could, so I have to forgive myself for not, for not acting the way that I would now. However, this is my vow to myself, like, hey, I am my top priority. I respect and honor my boundaries, and I accept that other people can do the exact same. The only person that I can control is myself. And the only thing that I can really change is how I can react to things, how I can go about taking action against some things. I can control the words that are coming out of my mouth, but I can't control my feelings. As in, like, I'm not going to let my feelings control me. But I know that I am not able to control my feelings to a point where I'm like, oh, I'm just not going to feel sad. Boom. Like everybody, everybody's going to feel fucking sad. And like, no matter how much you try to ignore it, like the more you ignore it, it's going to build up and up and up and up and up and up and up. And then you're just sitting there like, well, damn, like, what do I do with this? You know, like you got to let yourself feel you cannot allow yourself to just ignore it and suffocate yourself in the idea of not feeling anything at all you can't do that. You're literally just, you're literally just stirring up a recipe for disaster if you're doing that. And that is not okay for you. It's not okay for me. It's not okay for anybody towards themselves. You know, it's just like, it's a lot. It's a lot to process. It's a lot to take in. Um, but while we're taking that in, um, let's go to, um, Let's go to um, a little bit more uplifting note. Um, There is a section of the book that starts on page 45. It says, 20 signs you're doing better than you think you are. Number one, you paid the bills this month and maybe even had extra to spend on non-essentials. It doesn't matter how much you belabored the checks as they went out. The point is that you did, and you figured it out regardless. Number two, you question yourself. You doubt your life. You feel miserable some days. This means you're still open to growth. This means you could be objective and self-aware. The best people go home at the end of the day and think, or maybe there's another way. Or one of the things that I really like saying or like idealizing and doing is show me how good it can get. You're open to growth. You're open to new opportunities. You're open to new pathways. And at the same time, you're doing it with a positive attitude instead of being like, oh, fuck, like maybe there's another way. Like, oh, like there's got to be another way. Show me how good it can get. Show me. See what happens. Number three, you have a job. For however many hours, at whatever rate, you're earning money that helps you eat something, sleep on something, wear something every single day. And it's not failure if it doesn't look the way you thought it would. You're valuing your independence and taking responsibility for yourself. Number four, You have time to do something you enjoy, even if what you enjoy, quote unquote, is sitting on the couch and ordering dinner and watching Netflix. Literally, there are some nights where I'm just sitting on the couch and I'm like, you know what? Fuck it. I want to watch a comedy special and I want to eat Jimmy John's. Fuck it. I am really cutting back on Jimmy John's, though, because like I'm just trying to make sure like like what I'm putting in myself is like home cooked and like better for me and my stomach. And I'm trying to watch my gut health a little bit more. Um, so I've been cooking for myself a lot more, which is great. Um, but yeah, like there are some nights when, oh, two, two, two just popped up on my computer screen. Oh, that's, that's cute. I love angel numbers when they pop up like that. Um, and yeah, it's just like, you know, like just do what you enjoy sometimes. Like, fuck it. You can't just go about life just doing things that make you miserable because you have too short of a life to do things that make you feel miserable with no time for doing things that you enjoy. Just a, just a food for thought. Um, number five, you are not worried about where your next meal will come from. So there's food in the fridge of the pantry and you have enough to actually pick and choose what you want to eat. That's good. Number six, you can eat because you enjoy it. It's not a matter of sheer survival. Yeah, true. Number seven, you have one or two truly close friends. People worry about the quantity, but eventually tend to realize that the number of people you claim to be in your tribe has no bearing on how much you feel intimacy, acceptance, community, or joy. And at the end of the day, all we really want are a few close people who know us and love us, no matter what. The first two people I think of are Han and Kennedy. Han, Kennedy, if you're watching this, thank you so much for all that you are and all that you do. I also think of Alana and Greg from Scorpio Denim. I love the two of them so dearly, and I'm so glad to be able to be in collaboration with them on merch. And I'm so glad that I'm able to form a close relationship with them and just a beautiful friendship. Same thing with Kate, um, Kate Coleman, who was on last week. Same thing with Ginger Sherry, um, who is the owner of The Divine Social, who was on my podcast a while back. Like, Jordan from Cloudy Candle Co., who I'm going to be interviewing next, like all of these different people, and like my roommate Travis and my friend Britta, and just there are so many people that I can list that even though, like, we're not, like, even though I don't have a quote unquote tight circle of friends or like a big ass friend group or anything like that, like, I know that I have people that I could genuinely lean on for support, and I know that they will always be there for me and know me, and love me, no matter what. And I know how good that feels now, so there's no way in hell that I would not want to be able to provide that for anybody else. I want to provide a really good friendship for other people, but also respect and honor my boundaries. And obviously, that's what I would want, and just... you know, like, I would want all my other closest friends just, like, you know, like, it feels so good to respect and honor your boundaries, but at the same time know and feel love and intimacy and acceptance and community and joy from other people. That's exactly what I want to feel. That's exactly what I want for everybody around me, because it's such a good feeling not to experience, you know? Um, No matter, like, hell, like, I fucking wish that on my worst enemy. I don't even know if I have a worst enemy at this point. It's just, like, you know, people who are just like, mm-hmm, like, you know, like, they're kind of negative. Fuck it. Who cares? Like, they need, they deserve the joy. They deserve joy, too. They deserve intimacy. They deserve acceptance. They deserve community. They deserve all that. Every human being deserves that. That's all I got to say. Um, number eight, you can afford a subway ride. You can afford a cup of coffee or the gas in your car this morning. The smallest conveniences and, and oftentimes necessities are not variables for you. Number nine, you're not the same person you were a year ago. You're learning and evolving and can identify the ways in which you've changed for better or for worse. Literally, like, I think of this podcast as like a time capsule. Go back to my first episode and you're like, holy fucking shit. She's not the same fucking person she was a year ago. Fuck, I'm not the same person I was like six months ago or three months ago or a month ago. I'm not. And that's really cool to think about how it's almost just like a butterfly in a cocoon and you're just like. Shaping yourself into your highest being and then you can unleash yourself upon the world and it's just magic Just imagine that that's oh my god. I can't Well, I can't but you know (laughs) Um, Number 10 you have the time and means to do things beyond the bare minimum So for example, you've maybe been to a concert in the last few years. You bought yourself books Um, You could take a day trip to a neighboring city if you wanted you don't have to work all hours of the day to survive Yeah exactly Number 11, you have a selection of clothing at your disposal. You aren't worried about having a hat or gloves in a blizzard. You have cool clothes for the summer and something to wear for, to, to a wedding. You not only can shield or, or decorate your body, but you can also do so appropriately for a variety of circumstances. Um, and for my case, too, like you can even find your own style. You can evolve your own style. And then if people in need are needing some clothes, then what I like to do is I like to donate my clothes to a thrift store and just be like, hey... Like, these are great clothes. They really did a lot of good for me. Now it's time for the next person to enjoy them. Um, Number 12, you can sense what isn't right in your life. The first and most crucial step is simply being aware. Being able to communicate yourself, something is not right, even though I am not sure what it is yet that I could do to feel better. You know, like, I've had that multiple different times, especially in the last, like, six months where I'm just like, hey, something doesn't feel right. I don't know what it is yet, but something just doesn't feel right. As for as long as you're aware, the universe will help guide you into the direction that you are meant to be in. And the universe will help aid you to figure out what is the thing that doesn't feel right. You just got to trust the divine timing. You got to just trust the universe. You know what I'm saying? You just got to... All right. First word of the podcast. Um, <laughs> Yo, that tasted like greens. My mom introduced me to, like, Simply Green this morning. And, like... It tastes good. And honestly, I've been like peeing and peeing and peeing and peeing. Um, but the first little taste is just like, know, what the fuck? But then you keep going into it and you're like, oh, okay. It was like a peachy green or something like that. I don't even know what it was. But it was it was really good. And it's real like I'm starting to feel some sort of change already with like my bloatedness and shit. Just the aftertaste of greens is just kind of like, ooh, like, ooh, I don't know about that. <laughs> Number 13. If you could talk to your younger self, you would be able to say, we did it. We made it out. We survived that terrible thing. So often, people carry their past traumas into their present lives, and if you don't, and if you want any proof that we carry who we were in, who we are, all you need to do is see how you respond to your inner child hearing. You're going to be okay from the person they became. Number 14. You have a space of your own. It doesn't have to be a home or an apartment, but that's great if it is. Um, all you need is a room, a corner, a desk, where you can create your rest at your discretion. Where you govern who gets to be a part of that weird little world and to what capacity? It's one of the few controls we actually can exert. Um, Number 15, you've lost relationships. More important than the fact that you've simply had them in the first place is that you or your former partner chose not to settle. You open yourself to the possibility of something else being out there. Um, And speaking of that, um, I think what I'm going to do is um update for y'all i'm probably going to be starting a patreon here in the next little bit and i'm going to be working on the certain tiers of content and being like hey like what like what can i offer um and i'm thinking for my highest tier i'm going to be recording bonus episodes but they're going to be like way more like juicy and way more interesting than the ones that are on here so for example one of the first episodes that i'm already going to plan on record Is I am going to react to episode 39, which is a podcast episode that I promised myself that I would not listen to until I was ready. I'm ready. Um, So I'm going to be recording myself listening to episode 39 of the podcast and reacting to it and providing an update on how we're doing since then. Because when I recorded that episode, that was eight days after Ethan and I broke up. And that I'm not gonna lie. Like that breakup was probably like the hardest shit that I've ever gone through ever, like emotionally. And for context, like if you really um, if you really want to know like how bad it really was, um, I was almost decapitated four years ago um in Cedar Falls. Um, and I really can't talk too much about it in like too much detail because I'm pretty sure it's still kind of like, one of those things where it's like, mm, like, uh, it's not really quite closed yet, so we really can't talk about it too much. Um, so I really can't talk about it that much. Um, but I was almost decapitated and like killed four years ago, and then you know someone lost an appendage, um, their right thumb because of it. Um, so I had to go through that, and I had to work myself through that trauma and this breakup is the worst thing that's ever happened to me. Um, so, yeah, it's, okay, now that I think about it, it's the worst thing that's ever happened to me, but it's also the best thing that's ever happened to me. There, again, I can go into it in this bonus episode that is going to be on my Patreon here starting up soon. Um, so, yeah, there's that. Um, going on, number 16. (laughs) You're interested in something, whether it's how to live a happier life, maintain better relationships, reading, movies, sex, society, or the axis on which the world spends, Something intrigues you to explore it. Me with podcasting, literally. Um, number seventeen. You know how to take care of yourself. You know how many hours of sleep you need to feel okay the next day. Who to turn to when you're heartbroken. What you have fun doing. What to do when you don't feel well, etc. Um, and yeah, that took a while to figure that out. Just be in tune with my body and in tune with my mind, and being like, okay what, what needs to happen right now? What do I need? What do I want? You know, like, I just, uh, <laughs> you just, ah, uh, it's a lot. Um, number 18, you're working towards a goal. Even if you're exhausted and it feels miles away, you have a dream for yourself, however vague or malleable. Number 19, but you're not uncompromisingly set on anything for the future. Some of the happiest and best adjusted people are the ones who can make any situation an ideal. Who are too immersed in the moment to intriguely plan and decidedly commit to one specific outcome. Yeah. There are obviously some things in my life that I'm just like, oh yeah, like I would love to do this and I would love this. Like I would love, like, there are so many different times where I'm like, you know, like I really have a goal of making this podcast work. And I know that I really want to make this podcast work and become like a mainstream of income that is allowed is able to sustain me throughout my life, financially support me. Um, is that with a podcast of your own and with content creation, you can literally do it anywhere and you can do it at any time. And whenever ideas come out in the present, you can just work on them and do them and not feel pressure of like deadlines or anything like that. Like I just, I want to make this podcast work. That also allows me to travel. That also allows me to explore different places, different cities. And like I even said, like, I even told myself the other day, I was driving back to um, Belmont yesterday to get my haircut by Cosmo by uh mentioned that morgan sent you her way for 10 percent off as a referral discount from the best cosmetologist around just like so you know that um anyways besides the plug um i saw like a van and it was like a really cute van it was like painted all pretty and it was driving by and i said out loud to myself i want to live in a van and then there are other moments when i look at the cute little cabin and i'm like oh i want to live in a cabin i look at somewhere or someone that lives near a lake i'm like oh my god i want to live near a lake um, I see someone live in a city, I'm like, oh my god, it would be so cool to live in a city, you know, like, I see everything as an opportunity right now, rather than just, like, I don't have a very set goal in mind, and of course, that scares the shit out of some people, (laughs) that I really do not have a specific goal in mind for my future, I know I have, like, the goal of making my podcast work, and I know I have the goal of just diving more into spirituality and just doing what I can for me, um, But yeah, it's like, (sighs) the podcast is going to work out. I know the podcast is going to work. I know the podcast is going to be very successful and that I am going to be just fucking (laughs) balling. But I'm not uncompromisably set on anything for the future. Like, I want to make any situation an ideal. I want to see every situation that I could be tossed at as an opportunity. And then the last one in the section number 20. Um, You've been through some shit. (laughs) You can look at challenges you're currently face and compare them to the ones you thought you'd never get over. So you can reassure yourself through your own experience. Life did not get easier. You got smarter. And I really like that. Um, And then the last little section that I really want to look over before I really close off is Kind of go over going over some things in um, this next essay that starts on page six, sixty-five of this book. It says one hundred and one things more worth thinking about than whatever consuming you. Um, and there are some things in here where I'm just like, holy shit! Like you're right, you're right. Um, so number one, the way it will feel to have the life you want, dude. That's literally like manifestation in a nutshell. When you start thinking about the way it will feel to have the life you want, you start thinking about that feeling. You start thinking about specifics and stuff like that. And you're allowed to daydream about this kind of stuff. And, like, you're like, I get to feel like this. I get to feel like this. I get to feel like this. And shit just works out for you. You know? Do a personal experience. Um, Number two, the parts of yourself you need to work on. Not because someone else doesn't love them, but because you don't. Same thing I was saying earlier. Like, there are always gonna be a worse, there's always gonna be a worse part of yourself. Always. That's a guarantee. Whenever you're going through any sort of life whatsoever, like the parts of yourself that you need to work on, not because someone else doesn't love them, but because you don't. I am getting to a point where I'm starting to accept the worst parts of myself and I'm starting to love myself in my entirety. And you know what? The worst parts of myself are going to be more manageable, not something I feel like I have to survive. Number three, the fact that sometimes the ultimate expression of self-love is admitting you don't like yourself and coming up with with steps to change the things that you know you can and will do better. Um, hmm. Number four, a list of things that turned out to be very right for you and what similar feeling accompanied each and every one of them. Yeah, that's so, that's awesome. Number five is the way that you will quantify this year. So how many books you wanna say you've read, how many projects you've completed, how many connections with friends and family you've fostered or rekindled, how you spent your days. The things in the past that you thought you'd never get over or how insignificant they seem today. Yeah. Um, Let's see, number seven, what will you create today? What food will you eat? And who will you connect with? These are the things that you get to carry with you, you know? Um, Number eight, how you learn best and how you could possibly integrate that form of comprehension into your life more often. So you could do more things that are visual or listen better or try to experiment more often and so on. I've noticed that I tend to listen more when I'm listening to stuff. So I really like listening to podcasts and stuff like that. And I really love listening to music and I really love just listening. And that's my like I consider myself again like an auditory processor because listening to things just help me process things more but the thing is I don't have an internal monologue so I feel like also just listening to myself talk out loud and just listening just helps me so much more like comprehend so I'm feeling like I can listen to more people talk to me I can listen well obviously I listen to people when they talk to me but you know like you know like putting stuff in more of like a discussion form or listening to more podcasts or like reading uh, like having audiobooks at hand or like just having a podcast episode with someone and listening to their perception of things with no external distractions whatsoever um let's see number 10 this one is like this one is really nice um Number 10, the cosmos. And despite how being insignificant specks, we are all central to the core patchwork that makes up humanity. And with that, without any single one of us, nothing would exist as it is right now. Hmm, yeah, that's, yeah. Um, number 12, the people you smile at on the street this morning, the people who you text regularly, the family you could stand, you could stay to visit more, all the little bits of genuine human connection that you overlook because they become givens. Um, number 13, how you will remember this time in your life 20 years from now. What you will wish you had done or stopped doing, what you overlooked, what little things you didn't realize you should have appreciated. Um, number 17, a list of all the things that you've done for yourself recently. Yeah. Like I'm starting to, again, like along with my emotional, mental, spiritual being, I'm healing my physical being and I'm keeping more intact with like what I'm putting into my body and I'm being more aware of what I'm putting into my body. So I really don't drink like a lot anymore. Like last night I had like a glass of wine with my mom, but like having a glass of wine once in a while is totally fine. Um, It's like, you know, like the little things that you've done for yourself recently. Fuck, like the bath that I took on Tuesday night i was like fuck it i need that so i did it and damn it it was the best bath i've ever had let me tell you um 18 little ways you can improve your quality of day-to-day life such as consolidating debt and learning how to cook an easy signature meal or cleaning out your closet yeah learning how to consolidate debt on my part is probably one of the things that i really need to tackle more of because i could clean out my closet Boom, done. I can learn how to cook an easy signature meal. Boom, done. Consolidating debt. I know that that's also something I have to work on because with ADHD, of course, like, my person was telling me that I really lack impulse control. And a lot of that can manifest in impulse buying and impulse spending and things that I really think I need but then I actually don't need. Um, like, for example, like, that one top that's, like, oh, my God, it's so cute, and then I never end up wearing it, you know? Like, I was that way, like, two or three years ago, and, like, I wear a top, like, once, and then I'm, like, uh, and then I just get rid of it. So, like, you know, like, <laughs> you know, shit like that. Um, number 19, the patterns in your failed relationships and what degree of fault you can rightfully hand yourself? Um, yeah. Um, definitely, I think that plays hand in hand of, like, what the worst parts of myself are and how I can manage them and still learn to love them. Uh, number 20, what you subconsciously love about the quote-unquote problems you struggle to get over. Nobody holds on to something unless they think it does something for them, usually keeps them quote-unquote safe. Um, number 21, the idea that perhaps the current problem in your life is not the problem, but that your perception is skewed or that you aren't looking for solutions as much as you were focusing on the discomfort. Um. Hmm. Kind of looking and picking and choosing some of the ones that really stand out to me. All of these are really, really good. Um, number twenty-four, your mortality. Number twenty-five, how you can actively take advantage and appreciate the things that are in front of you more while you still have them. Number 27, what you've already accomplished in your life. Number 28, what you want to be defined by when all is said and done. So what kind of person you want to be known as, like kind, intelligent, giving, grounded, helpful, like, yeah. Um, Number 30, how your unconscious assumptions about what's true and real are shaping the way you see of reality, or the way you think of reality. Let's see. Number 33. Um, or, no, actually, number 31. What other options exist outside of your default way of thinking? What would be true if the things you assumed were not? Number 33, how could you possibly put more effort into said work that deserves your time and attention and energy more than whatever you become distracted by does. Um, Number 34, how can you help other people? Even just by sitting down to speak to an old friend, buying someone dinner, sharing an article or a quote that resonated with you. Um, In a way, obviously, how I could shape that quote, in a way that doesn't hyper-extend you. Never, just never, never, never. Never hyperextend yourself because it's just not healthy for you. You know, you got to think of yourself first. Again, it's really great to do things for other people. And I love doing things for other people. That's, again, what I love, have been that that's what I have been loving to do for my whole life. You got to not hyperextend yourself, though, because that's just unhealthy. And if you're not helping yourself, you can't help other people. Um, number 39 what would you say if you could tell every single person in the world just one thing yeah some nights um number 40 what would you say if you could tell your younger self just one thing um number 46 how much your pet loves you again i was in belmont yesterday because i was getting a haircut and my cat odie god bless him he is so fucking adorable Um, he does this thing where, like, he likes to sit on a certain couch with us, and he likes to lay on a certain blanket with us. So I will put the blanket over me, and then I'll put the footrest up with this couch, and then he will just hop up on the couch, and he will sleep right next to me. And after a while, I'm like, you know what, I feel like cuddling. So then I will pick him up, and I will put him on my lap. And usually, like, Odie will try to get away from people and, like, try to sit back where he was before, but he just naturally, like, lays in my lap and just falls asleep in my lap. And my mom was telling me, she's like, I have not seen him do that with anybody else. So I was like, damn, Odie really does love me. And, yeah, it's really cute, and it makes me think of um, how rewarding it will be to finally be able to afford getting a cat of my own, Um, even though I am allergic. I'm looking into hypoallergenic breeds and right now i'm really leaning towards a russian blue a bangle or a siberian cat um now again that's for the future and something that i can look forward to in the future that's one of my small goals that i can have um but i know that if it doesn't work out then i know there's like endless amounts of possibilities for me and you know these cats will still go to loving homes either way hopefully so that's what i like to think about um 47, how you can adequately and healthily allow yourself to feel and express pain when it comes up as opposed to just freaking out and trying to get rid of it as fast as possible. Yeah. (laughs) Yup. Yeah. Um, Number 49, who would you be happy to also live for if your own desires and interests were no longer your sole priority? Interesting. Number 50, what would your future self think and say about whatever situation you're in right now? (laughs) Um, number 52, the hardest nights of your life. What would you have done differently? What would you do if you could re-enter those hours and advise your past self? Or number 53, the best nights of your life. Not only were you doing, not, not only what you were doing and who you were with, but what were you thinking and what were you focusing on? Um, number 56, the aesthetics that you love, the kind of spaces that are not only some spaces you want to live and work in, but would also make you feel most like yourself Uh, number 57 what actions choices behaviors do you think you could you think could have saved your parents Mm. like stuff like this it's just like all of these different like stories and stuff like that like it's really like number 60 the little wonders um 64 what enough means for you um your dream moments number 65 um, number 66, what would you do if you had an extra thousand dollars of extra disposable income each month? You know, like, number 68, the feeling of sun on your skin. Number 69, <laughs> 69, the smell of spring. 70, what can you do with your minutes as opposed to your hours or days? You know, um, number 70 or 71, how much of your self-perception is built by culture or expectations or other people's opinions? Which again... Is something that I'm trying to work on, which I fe- feel like I can do that with um, taking in number 73, who you are when nobody's around, period. And there's so much more in this book that I could really go in on. Um. So, and then again, like maybe here, maybe for the fans out there on the podcast that absolutely love the book, 101 Essays That Will Change The Way That You Think by Brianna Weist. Weist? Weist? Weest. I really hope I'm pronouncing her name right. Um. If... All of you out there love this book just as much as i do maybe we can discuss further chapters that i can talk on on the podcast and maybe it can be like a patreon thing if you'd like to talk about that on there but with that i am actually going to close this episode off so let's see what can morgan not listening to i would say what's stuck in my head but i can't hear shit in my head as we've discussed so many times, um, so, what can we not stop listening to? Harry Styles' whole new damn album, like, what the fuck, okay, Matilda, Daylight, Daydreaming, Cinema, oh, fuck, I can't, oh my god, okay, Matilda made me cry, Boyfriends made me cry, um, daydreaming is a song that i am just absolutely obsessed with cinema that is like my i'm pretty sure like if okay i'm now at the point where i'm like okay if there was a song out there that could play like it was like one of my theme songs that i could like walk down the street to every single day and like the same outfit in like a video game cinema by harry styles would be it that would be it for me um and then for around the house like there's this one line in daylight it's like if i was a blue bird i would fly to you like that line has just been in my head, has been in my head, um, this whole fucking time, and it's so cool, um, so, yeah, those are some things that, um, those are some songs that I have been absolutely fucking obsessed with lately, um, and then, weekly obsessions while I'm at it, again, like, fucking taking a bubble bath, reading with a candle, incense, my sunset lamp, having a little bit of like, uh, um, having a having like a little pink drink or something that you made yourself, you know, shit like that. It's like I'm adding all of this stuff to the "What Can Work and Not Stop Listening" to playlist. So honestly, if you are in, um, if you are a fan of the music that I am listening off. In my segment every single week Then go to What Can Morgan Not Stop Listening To On Spotify And you can see All of these songs on this playlist And we can go through that little time capsule together We can all discover music together Everybody wins um, So with that, again, Weekly Obsession Bubble Blast, Reading With a Candle, Incense My Sunset Lamp, all that Like that night, oh my god, if I had to repeat that night Every single night for the rest of my life I'm pretty sure like, Most of my physical stressors would be gone <laughs> Like, I'm thinking about it, like, my back would hurt way less. Um, my knees would not be as intense. Because I would just have that moment to relax and not have those, like, not have, like, negative energy stored in those areas, you know what I mean? Shoulders as well, fuck. Like, um, Yeah. But speaking of weekly obsessions and like, you know, candles and incense and soap and all that, things like that, we have a Small Business of the Week shout out here. We have Soaps by Ashley Rose. So Ashley started her business back in 2016, which, holy shit, that's a long time. Good for you. Good for you, queen. Um, she's always wanted to start her own business. So she's like, hey, why not just go for it? Um, additionally, working a regular nine to five job never just seemed right for her. And it would be hard for her to find a job that would properly manage like, properly, like, accommodate anxiety and chronic illnesses, which that's basically, yeah, like, I wish there were more jobs out there that would accommodate to stuff like that. But, you know, like, one can dream unless we make that change, government. <clears throat> but anyways, she w- She just wanted to be happy but then also make a good income at the same time, which who doesn't? Um, She started making soaps as a fun little hobby back in 2015. And she came across a bunch of youtube tutorials and she showed interest and then her dad ordered her a soap making kit which came, god bless him uh she gave them away as gifts at first like the soaps um and then people around her started to tell her that she starts she should start selling them and then her dad also helped her with the process of getting started her dad also helped out with making soaps but since then she's been making all of her soaps for about like three years now And her dad is helping her with more behind-the-scenes stuff, which, again, like, consistency. We love consistency. Um, Ashley sells soaps, soy candles, and lip balms, and most of her soaps are vegan, while some have a little bit of goat milk in them. Uh, Her Pride collection is coming out in June, which, if you're listening today, on the 27th of May, it's coming out next month or in, like, a week or so, so that's fucking exciting. This will be the second year that she is releasing her Pride collection during Pride Month. Um, As a lesbian, Ashley felt it was important to celebrate Pride with her business. Usually with this kind of release, she'd be releasing rainbow soaps and candles, but she also wants to extend her flag options this year, including the lesbian flag. Um, She'll also be donating some of her proceeds to her local LGBTQ plus organization, which is the Maui Equality Coalition. Coalition? Coalition. I'm pretty sure that's how you pronounce that. Um, you can find Ashley and her small business on Instagram and TikTok at Soaps by Ashley Rose, which I will spell that out here for you: S O A P S B Y A S H L E E R O S E. On Twitter, which is Soaps by Ashley, it's just like the same thing as her other um, handle, just without the Rose part. Um, and then her website is shop as is www Oh my God, English Morgan www.soapsbyashleyrose.com which is spelled the exact same way as the handle just with the www and then the com um so yeah don't forget to check her out besties while we're at it um don't forget to check out my stuff um so links and socials um i have an official podcast merchandise collab as all of you probably may know by now because i literally don't shut the fuck up about it um i have a scorpio denim launch um on their store scorpiodenim.com um i have a whole little section that's the no internal monologue collab um and then there's a whole bunch of items also on society6.com Denim. um my podcast Instagram is No Turtle Monologue underscore Podcast. My official podcast TikTok is No Turtle Monologue. My official podcast Twitter is N O I N T underscore Monologue. My personal TikTok hello. My personal English. My personal Instagram is kinda underscore M O R G A N N. Um, my TikTok is M O R I. M-O-R-G-A-N underscore L-E-I-G-H 99. My Spotify playlist of what I'm working on accessibility to will be linked down below. My Spotify page, my Apple podcast page, and my SoundCloud page will be linked in all descriptions respectfully. And yeah, while we're at it, thank you for getting this far in the podcast. I appreciate you loving me and listening to me and supporting me. So here are a few gifts for you. So don't forget to book... Bu- bu- English is a really... Hard language for me to speak today. (laughs) Don't forget to book a beauty service appointment with Cosmo by Kenna and tell her Morgan from No Eternal Monologue sent you her way, and you'll get a 10% off referral discount if you do for the best cosmetologists around, as I said previously. Um also use code all capital letters N-O-I-N-T-E-R-N-A-L-M-O-N-O when shopping soulsocietyjewelry.com for 15% off any order over $20. Um, use code capital M-O-R-G-A-N, capital N, capital I, capital M, when shopping Angel or Apothecary's Etsy page for 10% off all items indefinitely. Also, use code NIM15 when shopping at shoppeppercf.com to save 50% off your online order. And also, use code NIM15 when shopping the skincare menu to save 15% off three or more items. So, with that in mind... um, since it's just me today, I cannot point the little finger gun at anybody and say any last words as a joke. So I have to just be awkward and be like, yeah, I guess this is it. So I will talk to all of y'all later. And with that, I cannot wait for all of the future projects come out. And I cannot wait for all of you to see the new and improved post-college life me. So, yeah, with that, I think it's time to head out. So I'll talk to you all next time. Toodaloo, fucking buckaroos. (laughs)